Oh, it's starting. Um, well, hello. Welcome to my first podcast. I have not decided anything about this other than to turn on the microphone and see what happens. And I decided to talk about, um, the current apocalypse happening currently, I guess. Though it's not really an apocalypse at all, it's just quarantine. Which seems to be hitting people a lot harder than expected, you know? Even I thought, you know, quarantine would be pretty easy breezy. I don't really hang out with people. But it's weird, I guess. You know, you go out and there's there's no one anywhere because everyone's at home and you see a car or two, but it's vehicles with people in them, not people themselves. And it's strange how much this seems to, uh, I guess, isolate would be the correct word, you know. Everyone's so used to being connected with, you know, we have social media and videos and Snapchat and everything that gets us connected, that we forget that the real connection comes with seeing people out, you know, seeing people in public, meeting up with friends, and when you can't do that, it's strenuous. I mean, I was home with my family, too. There's eight of us, you know, and I could... You know, it felt suffocating and isolating at the same time because there was no one else. You know, it was just me and my family and six days into the quarantine, which, you know, it's only been six days. It's kind of the crazy thing. It's it's strangely lonely. I don't know. Um, it's also weird, kind of, with the whole everyone kind of thinking the world is ending with this because well because I you know I was born not even a month after 9-11 so I lived through that war though I don't remember anything about it and I think I have the experience of a lot of kids my age where we've kind of lived through a lot at this point of major world events that have all kind of been lumped in into this last, you know, 20 years. From 2000 to 2020, we've lived through the um, evolution of technology, if you think about it. Early 2000s, we had very, I wouldn't say primitive, but clunky devices. You know, a lot of them were huge. A lot of it you left at home, and now everything is in the palm of our hands we have we have enough stuff on our phones that we could send people to the moon technically you know the same type of technology and so we've we've been advancing a lot so when we we hear the words like you know we hear about wars and we hear about plagues and we hear about things that are happening to other people outside of america and even inside of america just in different parts and we're all kind of indifferent to it at this point because we grew up hearing about it you know I spent every day in my school, you know, especially in middle school, learning about, you know, different and new ways people learned to uh, kill each other over the years. Of course, that's kind of what history is all about. So when you get to current events, it's all kind of numb. There's really no connection to it. There's a... It's just there. Like, you know, 9-11 happened and... Some people feel still feel very strongly about what happened that day and all the events. And a lot of us now don't really know what happened. You know, I was probably 
14 when I actually found out that there was other planes than the two that hit the Twin Towers because nobody talked about it. You know, there's never a, oh, by the way, there were these other planes headed to other places and some of them made it and one of them didn't. Um, it was just all about, you know, the towers. You know, I didn't even know what the towers were for a long time. They're, because they were just the twin towers that were destroyed. So, events like that kind of just, you know, you grow up hearing about it, and then you get older and older, and you start asking questions, and it's just, it all lumps together. You know, we had that year where clowns were trying to kill people, you know, they were stalking towns. Um, we had, you know, we've had so many events happen that it's, it's hard to just, you know, understand what was going on before the quarantine happened. Because, you know, when it was happening in China, it was happening in China. You know, we always we all had that disconnect of, well, that's across the ocean. Sure, we get most of our stuff from there, but that's across the sea. You know, a lot of us have never left the U.S., so it's a... Uh, it's really hard to imagine what was happening. And then as it slowly trickled its way through um, China and the rest of Asia and Europe, we were all still had that disconnect of, well, that's, you know, that's, that's worlds away from America. We have so much more and we're so much different and everything's different here that nothing like that that's happening there could possibly happen here. And then not even in the span of, like, a week did suddenly everything in the U.S. change. I can, uh, you know, I got the email that my school was closing down after spring break on a Thursday. And then on a Monday, I got another email saying everything was shut down that day. Everyone had to be out by uh, the next day, Tuesday. So, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, not even not even four days, five days, um, did it go from, hey, we're gonna have a two-week spring break to make sure no one's gonna come back with anything, to, uh, hey, the university's done for the year, everyone has to leave, we're going online, um, because everything's done after this, and I'm here, you know, school closed, the 13th maybe no not even the 13th no I think it was 13th was that Friday the 13th so like that Friday right and then it's now the 25th of March and it's crazy how everything's changed because when I went home after the university closed there was a completely different mindset of where everything was going it was a oh, hey, we're sending the college students home, but most everywhere is going to continue as usual. And the next day it was, hey, no gatherings above um, 500 people. But, and then like that afternoon, it was no gatherings above 50 people. And, you know, the, the morning after the 50 people thing, we were supposed to have my senior pictures because my university was closing and we couldn't have the picture because there's more than 50 of us in the class. So, that was just mind-boggling to come down that morning at 
8 a.m. to take a picture and be told that we can't because there's too many of us to take the picture. And then the next day, it's no more than 10 people can be in a group together, which was, you know, astonishing because me and my, you know, me and my friends were all together and there's five of us. And that was, oh shoot, that was not even a, that was just a small chunk of our friend group. If all of us had been there, we could easily have gotten to 12 or 15, you know. So it was just, it went from, you know, everything, everyone being cautious to everyone not be doing anything. And now it's a, hey, no, there's no restaurants, there's no uh, movies, there's no uh, arcades, there's no shopping, there's no uh, anything. I mean, we're still allowed to go to parks, but um, basically everything that you don't need to survive just has to be shut down. Um, daycares, all the schools in Kansas, um, the only thing really open right now is grocery stores and, well, restaurants that allow you to come in, get takeout, and leave. Even big, you know, brand stores like GameStop have stopped letting people come in. They only do door transactions. You have to order online and then pick it up at the door, and they won't even let you, um like, give them used games and them because they can't risk anything. And of course, you know, there's the big toilet paper shortage of 2020 because everyone seems to want toilet paper, which I mean, you know, I get everyone uses toilet paper, but the amount people are buying is kind of mind-boggling to me. Because, you know, my mom gave me and my friend, since we had just moved into the, our apartment together, um, not even, like, four days ago, because we were going to move in when school ended in May, but of course, you know, school got canceled, so then we had to rush to move in, and I went back home with my family for a couple days, But by the time we all got moved in, my mom was like, here's some toilet paper. I know there's no one in any of the stores. And she gave us, like, um, I think four, four packs. So, what, 16 rolls or something? And to me, that's a lot. I can't imagine, you know, that's the next month, maybe, of toilet paper. At least a couple weeks. Um, And people are buying, like, truckloads of toilet paper. And, you know, at stores. Um, And, of course, they're buying other things. But, you know, the toilet paper is the big one. Because that's kind of the funniest one. Because people are also buying, like, a a lot of eggs. A lot of um, non-perishables. A lot of this and that. But, really, the funniest one is the toilet paper. Because, come on. (laughs) Sure, people can stock up on eggs. But, you know, stocking up on eggs isn't isn't that unrealistic. Maybe you eat... You know, maybe that's all your protein you get a day. So you eat, like, four eggs a day, you know? But, like, nobody's gonna use four rolls of toilet paper a day, you know? (laughs) So, that's, it's kind of funny. But, uh, I think the big thing with this is just the, uh, no one was prepared. You know, there was no warning. There was no, uh, 
hey, in a couple of weeks, we're gonna, if this gets more serious, we're gonna slowly shutting things down. It went from everything was fine to we need to go on a lockdown today in an afternoon, and no one had any time to prepare. Everyone kind of just panicked because no one really understood what was happening. Um, no, no one understands what's happening now, but it was weird. It's still, still really, really weird. Because all, you know, there's, there's hundreds of things I used to, like, small things I used to do that I never thought about not doing. Or not having the opportunity to do. Like, hanging out with my friends. I never thought there'd be a time where I couldn't hang out with them. You know, maybe, maybe they didn't want to hang out. Maybe they were busy, but just to, just for, just for it not to be either of our decisions but for us just not to be able to hang out because we're not supposed to is kind of frightening I guess though I'm not exactly following the quarantine um because I've been over to my friend's place and they've been over to my place but we haven't had that much contact other than that um and that was one night but it's really hard to just exist when everyone's doing this I know I beat an entire video game this week which you know doesn't sound like an accomplishment when some people can just grind and get it out in three days or a day if they're really 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 dedicated but um I am very like you know normally I have so many things to do and I'm rushing around and I've I, I like I had my like next two and a half months packed full of just things I had to get done, and now I'm just struggling to find things to do. Like I finished a video game, I have more lined up to do, but at the same time, it's like um, there's nothing else. You know, I don't have any clubs to go to. There's no events. There's no places I can go. Me and my friend, we're trying to find ways to, like, stay active because we're just stuck in the house. So we're going to take a walk tomorrow around town and see what's open and what's not. And, you know, maybe go grab something from, like, Sonic. But it's it's really hard to just change all of my plans at once. So I'm just trying to, you know, get moved in get settled, get everything set up, get ready for classes that start on the 30th of March, because of course, if you're going to close the university, they have to continue somehow, right? Um, though a lot of students already just dropped, you know, they just, which is a smart move. Some people just can't function on online school. I don't even know how I'm going to function on online school. I took one online class, um, a year ago. And I had so much trouble keeping up with stuff. I got it done. Nothing was late. But there, there was there were some nights I was up till, you know, 11.30 getting it done before the 12 o'clock deadline. Um, it's... So I get why a lot of people just, you know, they knew they couldn't, they didn't have those, like they didn't have the... Like, they didn't have the management skills without, a, like, a physical class to be able to go in and ask questions. Like, they were never going to turn on their computer or be able to sit, like, in a classroom. Because I know 
it is really tempting to just hit that end like end video chat button or end video if your teachers are recording it because you know this is what we do with all the videos we watch you know we get on youtube we're watching a video on how to do our math homework or this and that and if the person isn't interesting we don't quite get the concept we click out of the video and go find another one to explain it in a better way there's no real uh there's no real re- there's no reason we have to stay and watch the video um so now that we have the requirement that we have to stay through the entire thing and we have to listen to something that some of us don't enjoy because I have some classes right now I'm only taking to get the credit they're not really related to my major I don't really like them but you know I want to graduate with a major um so I'm sitting through these classes and I know it's going to be difficult to just not like I'm just going to want to just click out be like uh I'm not really feeling it this morning, guys. I'm just going to dip. But there's a whole lot less consequences because you're not walking out of a classroom. You're just clicking end video in a group of 40. Who's going to notice one person clicking out? So it's kind of batshit, you know. But as is life, I guess. It's funny because everyone's like, the world is ending. This is it. This quarantine is... Just the, it's just the beginning of the end and all that jazz, and I'm just, you know, it's it's kind of a, I think a lot of it was just how unprepared our country was for it, rather than it being the end of the world, because of our detachment to the rest of the world. I feel America has a very, um, well, Americanized, I guess. Um, we have a very we have a very centered view. You know, we care a lot about what's going on in our country, and. What is, what should we improve inside, but then we, or what is the best inside, because we are supposed to be the best country in the world, and we can't do that if not everyone in the country believes we're the best country in the world or something. Because we sing the national anthem every day, and there's American flags everywhere, and so we have this, you know, this, uh, superiority over the rest of the world, and how the world deals with things. So us as people are uh together. Well, not really, but like if we believe someone's American, we're a lot closer than if we believe someone isn't American, which is a whole another like immigrant thing, but um I feel like that's part of the reason we were so unprepared for this was because, it, of course, it was in other countries, but how could it ever come to America on American soil um, with, and have Americans get it is kind of the thought process that went down. And in the end, it caused people to just not prepare. It caused our government not to prepare. So we went from um, we went from everything being okay to nothing being okay because we just ignored it until it got too bad. And, you know, some parts of America are still ignoring it. Some kids that their university canceled and they still went to spring break in Florida and California and New York and Boston because right now tickets are really cheap. And they're going to... And some of them are going to get corona and they're going to come back to their home states and they're going to give it to other people. And we're going to end up with a pandemic because we're still not doing quite what we should be. Because things are shut down, but airports aren't shut down. Which is kind of really weird when you think about it. Because um, 
if everything else is shut down, why are airports? Their tickets are really cheap, right? And we're not supposed to pay for the flights. But even I was tempted to just, you know, if I got a $100 flight to Europe or even even Florida, you know, even Wisconsin. I've never been to Wisconsin, you know. Um, when am I ever going to get that opportunity again? Is kind of what I feel like a lot of people went through when they were just trying to justify their purchase of when are plane tickets ever going to be this cheap because they want people to go on trips even at the risk of other people's health which is no bueno so yeah I guess it's the apocalypse kind of to be honest I was hoping for zombies or Yellowstone to blow up that would have been a trip we all would have died but it would have been a trip um, or something, you know, something happened. California splitting off and falling into the ocean like it's going to do a thousand years from now. Or hundreds of thousands of years from now. Um, but something, you know, something interesting to happen. Um, but this slow progression and then suddenly all at once and it's, it's, it's a flu, but it's not the flu. It's an upgraded version of the flu, but it's also just the flu. It's, it's confusing and it's weird, and I don't think a lot of people prepared for even doomsday preppers. You know, you go, you watch doomsday preppers, and they're preparing for the apocalypse and zombies and looters, and I don't think anyone was prepared for just boredom and isolation, which is something currently everyone in America is trying to deal with, and no one really knows how to, because we've there has never been a single situation in most of history I I would say all of history but who really knows most of history um, quite like this one and you know the bubonic plague sure kind of like it but at the same time they didn't really know how to stop it and they didn't really know what they were dealing with so we have this disease that to fight we have to isolate ourselves and it is Coincidentally, one of the hardest things to ask human beings as a whole to do because we are um, we are social creatures. We are made to be social creatures. We react to strangers in pain or needing help because that's how we were designed. It's the only reason we've survived so long from an evolutionary standpoint. You know, we have powers in numbers. We have powers to get power together and to um, to ask people to take that away. Um, and to fight something not as a whole, but separately, is... It fucking sucks, you know? It's... Asking people to do something against their very nature. And some of them against their, you know, personality, their jobs, their life. Um, to help people that we have to do because, you know, we go out, we interact with people, we get the coronavirus, and we don't die, you know, because I'm, you know, 18, no, no known health problems, could be fine, but I get it, I give it to someone else, who gives it to someone else, who gives it to someone else, who, um, you know, visits an old folks home, kills the entire old old folks home, because we just, we just wanted to see people, 
and it's, I don't know, I don't like it, I don't like this quarantine, I don't want to continue, but I'm going to, because it's the right thing to do, of course, I'm not going to put other people's lives in danger just so I can get out, um, not to say I won't go out, but, um, because you need sunlight, and you need exercise, but I'm not gonna go out. I'm not gonna go out into a crowd of people. Though there's no crowds of people, which is the point. Um, but I'm also not gonna like have a crowd of people. Like I'm not gonna intentionally set up where there's a crowd of people together. Um, sure, I might visit visit a few friends, or they visit me. But both of us, like as groups have also only been in quarantine. So us interacting as two groups is fine, but I want to invite, you know, them and invite a couple other friends from across the city and maybe some other friends that are halfway across the state that don't have anything to do and all of us get together. And, you know, now there's 20 people in a group. I wouldn't do anything like that. Because we have to do our part, which... You know, I think sucks for almost everyone because we're trying to help. But in order to help, we have to not do anything, which is possibly the worst or hardest thing you could ask someone to do is in order to help to just not act. So, yeah, that's the apocalypse, I guess. That's all I got. Have a nice day, my dudes.